Welcome to a special bonus episode of the Passive House podcast, recorded at North American Passive House Network's conference, Passive House for All, in June 2021 in New York City. In this, the fifth of 18 interviews we recorded amidst the hustle and bustle of the conference hall floor, I chat with Jose Sosa Rueda, founder of the Panama Passive House chapter at Latin American Passive House Institute. A couple of quick thank yous before we get started. First, thanks to NAPHN for putting on the conference and for partnering with us on these interviews. Second, a big thank you to our sponsors who make everything we do at the Accelerator possible. Our founding sponsors are 475 High Performance Building Supply, Backstink We Architects, Glavel, Minotaur, Mitsubishi Electric Train HVAC US, Partel, RDH Building Science, Rockwell North America, Stocorp, and Zola Windows. Our champion sponsor is SEGA, and our stakeholder partner is NYSERDA, the New York State Energy Research and Development Authority. With that, please enjoy my interview with Jose. Jose Sosa here. Um, I'm super excited to talk with Jose. He was just on the Passive House podcast, actually, and he's been, um, a, he, you're a practitioner in New York City, you're a volunteer with New York Passive House, and you also have been really instrumental in establishing um, Passive House Institute Panama chapter, right? Passive House, is, that the, is that the correct uh, yeah, so the title? Yeah? Yes, right Tell now us about I'm, that. I'm in yeah. the process of getting everything Passive House related to uh, Panama and also Latin America. Uh, you know, like you know, l- l- like I talked with, with Matthew yeah. a couple months ago was that you know we're trying to bring the whole movement of holistic construction open to innovation and obviously energy efficiency. And we think that Passive House is the way to do it because it is a very holistic system that you're supplying five principles kind of goes into everything. So. The main focus is that just going there, trying to bring it in a way that it's easy and engaging for people. Yeah. Because when you when you go to a place like you know Latin America, that there's a lot of obviously growth economically because of companies things like that. There's not a lot of growth in terms of the quality of life and construction, and that has to do with mainly everything that comes is complicated. Everything that comes is kind of bringing, you know, new systems and new expensive materials or expensive, yeah. this expensive. Like green building, green building approaches that, that are introduced, you mean? Yeah, the yeah, green yeah. building approaches yeah. that require to put a photovoltaic panel or yeah. just put some other technology that is not readily available or, let's say, affordable for, for the type of country you're going to be building it on. And, you know, that's why myself and the guys at the Latin American Passive House Institute uh, think that the way to do it is doing passive house because you don't have to get expensive equipment. It's just applying this holistic building science principles. Right. So, you know, that's, that's where I am. And personally, I'm trying to get the chapter in Panama going. So I'm yet to go to Panama because of the pandemic. I haven't been able to go. And then, you know, actually set up some more legal entity with at least a name so that there's a more grounded approach, you know. In, in the country. Well, you know, from, from, in, from New York City, I've been talking to colleagues and I've been talking to other practitioners so I can at least get the word going. And, you know, luckily, uh, th- thanks, to the, uh, thanks to the podcast, I got some people talking to me in the past couple of weeks and there's one project now that 
they are looking to kind of implement energy analysis based on PHPP. So, awesome. you know, fingers awesome. crossed yeah. there's something that, you know, that yeah. can happen and people can learn about this stuff at least. Because that's the point. It's just to get it out there so that it can get more traction. Yeah. You know, in the interview that with Matthew that you had, one thing that really resonated with uh, with me was your your observation that Passive House gives you the kind of the building science <clears throat> and empowers uh, the practitioner to make sure that a green building is appropriate for the climate and 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 um, for the probably for the building building you know prevailing building practice. Can you talk a little bit more about that, like that, that how building, the building science element of Passive House is um, kind of key in your mind in terms of the development of, of more uh, sustainable building in Panama and elsewhere in Latin America? Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, obviously that's, that's what Passive House practitioners do. They are, you kind of just become aware of everything. Like when, when, you learn about, when you learn about what air tightness brings to the table and what insulation brings to the table, and you start looking at it from more than just a science perspective, but you ground it into, let's say, a cooler for beers. Like, you know that yeah. if you have a cooler, you know it's airtight, you know it has insulation, so it's going to keep the beer cool and it's going to keep the ice from, nice. yeah, yeah. from melting yeah. uh, as quickly. So when you're living in a house, you, I, you think about it the same way. Now, sometimes I like to relate that to how people have been building you know vernacular architecture before the modern times where everything had to be glass and the Bauhaus and Mies and all these other guys which I mean I'm not saying they did anything wrong I'm just saying that we kind of somehow started to veer away from comfort and just for the looks of it and you know as a trained architect and architect practitioner in a way you know I can say we're guilty of just doing everything with ego like oh we want to build the best building the one that everyone wants to talk about but just by doing that, you're really just putting something in the space that doesn't really help anyone that's going to be experiencing it, unless you're building a pavilion or something that people are just going to pass by, right? Yeah. And even then, you want to make them feel comfortable. So, so yeah, I mean, I guess when people are aware of the five principles and you start kind of putting it all together, you, you, you become aware of different factors that you were not aware before. And I think that's one of the main things that at least us as Passive House professionals and enthusiasts needs to kind of bring to the table. And like I was mentioning before, <laughs> before the interview is that how to, how to bring everything we know to the regular Joe, you know, the, the person that is just having their life, looking at Instagram, doing their office job. But when they come back home, then they have to turn the AC on. And if they don't turn the AC on, then you're going to be all sweaty and, and you know, you, know you, you feel uncomfortable, you cannot sleep. Uh, that, that just happened to, to me a couple, uh, two days ago that it was super hot and humid that, you know, our, we moved to a new apartment, so our AC is now in our bedroom and we don't let the AC turn on all the time. But because we cannot open the other windows and there's just a little fan, you know, we were just like, oh man, it's hot and humid and there's no way to keep it cool because we turned the AC on to cool the place, but because of all the air leakage, the lack of insulation, the bad windows, it's just hot super quick. So, I mean, the vernacular architecture is there in a brownstone, in a brick building, because it's meant to like have a big thermal mass and keep the heat uh, and release it slowly. But if you have an air, air, air open, you know, not an airtight building, then you get all the moisture and the humidity from the, or the moisture and heat to come into your space and it's just going to be uncomfortable. So, 
I don't know if I yeah. answered no. the question. No, absolutely you did. And I think, you know, one of the things that there was that study that came out a couple months ago about wet, wet bulb temperatures that found that or predicts that if we hit one and a half degrees Celsius of warming at that, at that threshold, many parts of the tropical zone will have uh, for long periods, we'll have wet bulb temperatures that are so high that it's very, it's actually really dangerous for human, for human health. And so that what you're talking about with the vernacular architecture and responses and maybe sometimes, you know, we're going to see those responses be overwhelmed probably a little bit by, by heat and humidity uh, over, over time. So it's just even more urgent for us to, to dial in um, solutions that, that really work. Yeah, and, and you're right. I, I read on another article, scientific paper, I forget who published it, and it was talking about that, that the problem with climate change is not going to be as bad for northern hemisphere, and I think southern to open, but it's the tropics because, yeah, it's going to get hotter and more humid, meaning it's going to impact the life of people, obviously, like more heat strokes and things like that, just because of temperature, but also it's going to increase the amount of air conditioning use, which is right. going to, right. in itself, exacerbate the heat, yeah, which yeah. in itself is going to make them be used more, and that's just going yeah. to, it's just like this snowball effect that is just kind of, uh, it feed off of itself. Yeah. yeah. And that is just going to make a lot of people go into even more poverty because they will not have the means to like keep up, yeah. especially if you have electricity that is so expensive at the, at the moment, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, that's that's true. Like, well, what you what you were talking about with the, that kind of modernism's uh, veer away from comfort, it was also kind of then saying, okay, mechanical engineers, you figure out the comfort for us so that we can, you know, we're going to go this direction. And so there's a little bit of a seeding of authority and responsibility for the performance of the building in many respects. And I think that one of the things that I see as really exciting for designers and architects is that passive house is a means for us to to reclaim that sense of responsibility and really be yeah. be part of again solving for for comfort and and for health and and so um, while this problem that we're discussing is daunting I think that there's a there's certainly a, a big opportunity <laughs> for, for oh, yeah. designers and architects here yeah it, it's a big opportunity for a lot of people yeah, yeah. architects designers yeah. uh, you know people in the energy sector people in just sustainability in general like yeah. trying to put everything together so it works because like you mentioned I mean before I guess modern architecture was going for more aesthetics and something more functional which is it's okay but then they were just pushing the problem away to someone else who like kind of okay, find a solution for this problem now. Like, we were just kind of creating problems just because we wanted to achieve something different and there was not a consensus, which I guess is one thing that happens everywhere. Like, there are just groups of people that do one thing and then you don't include the others that you need. And as architects, I think we should be kind of like the director of the band. We should have everyone in the same boat so that we can actually create something that is holistically well put together. Um, you know... And, and, you know, just now with uh, New York Passive House, which is who I'm here with, I mean, they've been doing a lot of work in terms of doing education, trying to make that education be easily accessible and also affordable and also, like, you know, having Ed May and Kramer and all these, you know, all these guys teach yeah. you through New York Passive House and North American Passive House, that was really help. And that's the one thing that I'm trying to kind of emulate it. I would like to bring it yeah. with me in any for shape or form that I can to Panama, you know, with the Latin American Institute, we're trying to do that. Uh, you know, we did it with a conference, uh, but now trying to bring all this knowledge that I have and Luis Becerra has, which is in Canada, 
and try to do the same so that we can have a more holistic approach to it because we've seen how this happens. You have an architect designing the building, you have the mechanical engineer doing the ventilation, you have the structural engineer doing the whatever, the, the, the structure of the building, but they're not really talking to each other. So, you know, I guess that's what BIM modeling is trying to do, having everyone on the same page. But with Passive House, we've, I think we're so early that we've seen all this from before that we can mitigate it and make it grow faster. If, you know, if we do what we want, which is bringing everyone together and having a lot of collaboration. That's what I like about the Passive House community, too. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, me too. Cool. Well, this has been awesome. Is there anything else you want to um, share or add? Uh, no, I mean, I'm just, I, I don't do interviews, so okay. this is something that I'm just excited well, to. You're a natural host. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. It's awesome. No, thank you very much, Zach. I mean, I really appreciate thank what you. you guys are doing. And yeah. again, it's just get thinking out of the box and Accelerator is definitely, you know, definitely trying to push that envelope there. So I'm, I'm really glad that you guys are doing what you're doing and oh. that I'm, I'm being able to be part of it up to uh you know in some way yeah yeah absolutely well thank you and thank thanks for your work it's yeah. really really important i hope you enjoyed that special bonus episode of the passive house podcast on behalf of everyone here at the passive house accelerator thank you for listening and stay tuned for more on the passive house podcast thank you bye-bye